This is 5 Minute Friday, the history of data science, part 3. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, everybody. Super excited to have you back here on the show. And in today's episode, we're continuing the story of data science, the history of data science. We'll be looking at the period 2010 to 2015. But before we jump in, I've got a very, very exciting, super thrilling announcement for you, especially for those of you who are in Europe. We are kicking off Data Science Go Europe. So yes, our conference, our US conference has been running for over three years. It's our fourth year running it is coming to Europe this year. So it'll be running in addition to the US event. We're running two events this year. But yes, you will be able to attend in Europe if you've always wanted to come to Data Science Go. This is your chance. Head on over to datasciencego.com and select the European version of the conference. The dates are 15th, 16th, 17th of May and get your tickets today. This is going to be happening in Berlin. It's a weekend and we are super thrilled to be bringing amazing speakers. I'll be there, Adlan will be there and lots of interesting guests like Rico will also be speaking and many other people will be speaking. It is a very limited event. We only have 200 seats for this conference and that's because we want to run it small to test things out in Europe and you know do our first event, a very small intimate event uh, in Europe compared to our US event, which is 800 people. So only 200 seats. 150 or 170 beginner and transitioning practitioners. So if you're transitioning into data science, it's for you. And 30 seats for advanced data scientists. A very uh, another intimate group within the conference for the advanced data science track. So check it out. It's at datasciencego.com. And now let's head on over back to the history of data science. So what was happening in the years 2010 to 2015? As you can see, our periods are getting shorter before we were uh, dealing with everything before um, 2000, well, before basically the 2000s, then 2000, 2010, now 2010 to 2015. Well, a, an American journalist and author of books on technology and society, Kenneth Cookier, uh, kicks it off with a brilliant summary. And he said, a new kind of professional has emerged, the data scientist, who combines the skills of software programmer, statistician, and storyteller artist or artist to extract the nuggets of gold hidden under mountains of data. So that's a very succinct summary of what a data scientist is, and it's really cool that this was identified as early as 2010. Well, why was data science becoming more and more popular? Because we could start seeing very clear and global examples of its practical use cases. One of these examples, one of these developments, was self-driving cars. These began earlier, before 2010, but, uh, and especially that happened in the in industry. However, like for instance, Rio Tinto had uh, this mine of the future in Australia, in Western Australia. They've had it for a long time and they have self-driving trucks there. But the trend really took off, especially got publicity and started hitting the world of retail, getting into the world of our own normal day-to-day -day lives around 2010 or after 2010. So here's a couple of examples. In 2010, Audi's driverless car performed a high-speed test, and soon after that, partially self-driving cars were tested and showcased by General Motors, Volkswagen, and Toyota. Next, the first intercontinental land journey by autonomous vehicles was completed. That is crazy. Intercontinental land journey. With four electric vans traveling from Italy to Shanghai, they probably had like four traveling just in case 
two breakdown or three breakdown, they still get one to the end. But anyway, they had four electric vans traveling from Italy to Shanghai to China, and humans had to intervene only on very few separate occasions. And following that, they were testing in real conditions also in the US and Germany. Next, in 2014, tech giants started to get involved in the field, such as Google and Tesla taking the lead, showcasing the increasing power of what are essentially data companies breaking into this traditional field of automobiles. How insane is that? We've got companies there that have been around for hundreds of years, and Google and Tesla break into the field with the power of data science and artificial intelligence. Google Trends, if you look at Google Trends, it shows tremendous growth in searches for data scientists starting around 2010 uh, with data science, machine learning, deep learning, and Python having similar growths. Interestingly enough, artificial intelligence oh, had a different trajectory. It was actually very popular somewhere around the year 2000 uh, with the movies such as AI and The Matrix uh, causing huge spurs and then kind of dropped off and then it's been picking up in recent years uh, coming close to that popularity again. So had a bit of a different run, but it's picking up again as well. And this trend of popularity didn't stop. It actually kept growing and companies started catching on to the value of data, that there's a lot of value in this liquid gold, <laughs> liquid gold, <laughs> digital gold that is running in the veins of their businesses uh, called data and data scientists uh started becoming more and more popular. And by 2012, thousands of data scientists were helping both startups and established companies wrestle with information coming in at astonishing rates. And at that time as well, a very f now famous article was published by Tom Davenport, who's the senior advisor to Deloitte Analytics, and DJ Patel, who's the ex-chief data scientist of the United States. How crazy is that? Chief data, well, he was the chief data scientist of the United States. In this article for the Harvard Business Review, you probably know this one if you haven't read it yet. Check, check it out. It's called The Sexiest Job of the 21st Century. Really gave that extra kick to data science that put some more uh, fuel in the fire. Some of the first conferences specifically for data scientists started appearing in around 2013, such as the European Conference on Data Analysis. And more practical events like the Data Incubator followed soon after in 2014. Journals, events, and sections were increasingly changing their names to reflect the growing importance of data science both in public as well as business perception. However, data science was still a relatively closed area and paths into it led almost exclusively through traditional education. Uh, as normally is the case with something so new, so... I guess the difference with data science was that it's just exploding, the gro exploding growth uh, with the how quickly the fields of AI and uh, data and machine learning are developing. So no curriculum could have kept up with all of that back in the day. The world was not prepared for all this data science coming along. <laughs> so statisticians and uh, mathematicians and people from different in industries, physicists and finance analysts had to take on all that burden all that heavy weight of data science, but eventually, as we'll see in the following uh, series, following episodes of this series, education data science started becoming more and more available. So let's summarize this period. In a nutshell, from 2010 to 2015, it was an incredible time for data science going from obscurity to popularity, from the next big thing to the thing. But the best is yet to come. Through modern educational approaches, data science would soon empower millions of people across the world. So join me next week when we close out the history of data science up to the year 2020 
and actually take even a peek into the future. It's going to be a fun episode. I look forward to seeing you there. Until next time, happy analyzing. Happy analyzing.